Welcome. This is Stephen Lee, and this is life and the living of it. Today we're going to talk about being empathic, true empaths, and physical and emotional intuitives. First, let's take a test. I'm going to ask a series of questions and just answer them yes or no. If you happen to answer a lot of these yes, you might be empathic. So here we go. Number one, do you cry easily? You can also ask the question, do you cry more often than the people around you? Do you cry more over movies or TV shows or books or plays? And perhaps you answer yes to all of those things, or maybe just one. Number two, have you ever looked at someone and just known what they're going through? For example, can you look at someone and just know they've had some kind of relationship issue or problem? Or look at someone and just know they've been in a fight or argument with their partner or their parents. Or sometimes just looking at someone and knowing they've been depressed or been through a really rough emotional time. And we're talking almost instantly. Have you just known? Number three, do you take on the emotions of other people? For example, if you're in a group, if the group is all happy, do you become happy? If the group is quarrelsome, do you become quarrelsome? If the group is sad, do you become sad? And if this happens, do you have trouble sorting out whose emotions are whose? Were you happy before you entered the happy group? Or did you only become angry when you entered the angry group? Number four, do you find that people and even strangers seem to confide in you a lot more than other people around you? Another way to ask this, have people come to you with their crises, their problems, their traumas, and have you found yourself attracted to people who are in trauma? Have strangers just started talking to you? Or people open up on a much deeper level than what your normal relationship with them would warrant? Number five. Have you ever entered a social event and felt immediately overwhelmed, emotionally oppressed, saturated, and had to leave? Another way to ask this question is, is it easy for you to become emotionally overwhelmed? Number six, have you ever turned on the news and had to turn it off to something else? Or have you been watching something on TV and you had to skip over the most sad or painful moments of the movie? A related question, number seven, is are there movies or stories that you actively avoid watching simply because the emotional content is so intense? Or so disturbing and the last question question number eight have you ever felt like an alien in an alien land cut off or disconnected or displaced or not belonging and just not feeling normal now what do these questions have to do with being empathic or being an empath or being an intuitive for the true empath they have answered yes to almost all of those questions, especially the question whether they could distinguish their own emotions from other people's. Now, if you've answered yes to two, three, four, five of them, you may certainly be empathic, which means you can choose when to feel the emotions of other people. But it's a choice. It's an act of will to become empathic with another person. And being empathic means you can also shut down the empathy. You can choose not to feel another's emotions. 
In fact, sometimes the switch is flipped when you're in survival mode. Everyone becomes emotionally myopic when they're in survival mode. And the last thing you want to do is feel the emotions of another person until you have the things that are affecting you right now fixed, or at least more stable. Now, empaths, on the other hand, can't just turn it off. I have a dear friend whose youngest daughter is an empath. Until she got some help from another empath, who happened also to be a trained counselor, she would take on the emotions of whatever group she was in. She couldn't help it. So she became much less social, not because she wanted to be less social, but because the huge changes in emotions going from one group to another were too much. It would take her a long time to reintegrate, to figure out what she was feeling and what others were feeling. The only way she really survived is she was taught emotional techniques that created boundaries between herself and other people. Probably good techniques that even empathic people need to know. Like listing the ways you are you and unique from the people around you. To practice modifying your own emotions. To figuring out the flavor of your own emotions compared to other people. To figure out your triggers and what causes these emotions to increase or decrease for yourself. Now from an outside perspective, empaths are quite interesting. They can not only guess at what other people are feeling, but the other people's feelings are uncannily reflected in their own bodies and minds. Being an empath means for these people that they have a unique and intimate connection even with strangers. It may allow them to minister to others' emotional needs and make the other person feel understood and even bridge the gap between two or more people who cannot effectively communicate with one another. An empowered and educated empath with a developed sense of the self can be a great diplomat, a great facilitator, fantastic counselors, or be successful in any profession that requires frequent social communications and understanding. Empaths can be quite emotionally intelligent. Now remember I said this of empaths who were empowered and educated and had a developed sense of self. We also find empaths in abusive situations, in exploitive situations. A lot of them end up in very dysfunctional relationships. And there are some uneducated empaths that are hypochondriacs because their body reflects the bodies of other people. If someone whom they are around has a stomach ache, they get a stomach ache. If someone is around who has a migraine, they get a headache. If someone who has arthritis is around them, they get the aches and pains. And unless they realize what's happening, they think their body is the one that is hurting or ill or damaged or sick. Now these empaths, when they're trained and educated and have a strong sense of self that has been developed, they can then use their own body's responses to intuit medical problems in other people. They can use their own hearts to intuit emotional problems in other people. Now these are rare. A true medical intuitive or a true emotional intuitive is a rare person. Or I should say the way that they use their ability is rare. Now let me tell you about an intuitive that I knew at a young age. She was a neighbor, and yet uncannily, she knew the days I wasn't feeling well. It seemed like a second into the conversation with her, she knew something was going on. Oh, you've had a bad health day. 
And invariably, yes, I had been having a bad health day. One day she said, oh, you're worried about that chemotherapy, aren't you? And yeah, I was terrified about that chemotherapy. Now, later in life, I met a medical intuitive. And like probably hundreds of other people, I asked her, well, you need to prove to me that uh, you can intuit what's going on in my body. And she said, you had a problem with your lower back. I'm guessing L3 or L4 sometime when you were a child. And I was shocked. She didn't know me from Adam. She hadn't seen my medical records. Yes, I had a ruptured disc, L3, when I was 15 years old. I can see you probably had some nerve damage in your feet and on your left side. Now I thought, well, maybe she figured this out because of the way I walked in the room. I don't know. But yes, in, indeed, I did have nerve damage. At that point, I was kind of convinced that she was right on the money. Now, speaking of money, I didn't go back to see her because her rates were way too high. She was not only a medical intuitive, but she did energy work and she also did acupressure. And I couldn't afford her. Now, let me throw in a proviso here. Yes, if you want to, go see a medical intuitive. But don't stop seeing a doctor, especially if you have a medical condition. For example, sure, go see a medical intuitive. But if you have kidney failure, don't stop seeing your nephrologist. If you have cancer, don't stop seeing your oncologist. I thought I had to throw that in there. Now, some of you may be wondering, can a person who is not an empath but is empathic, and a person who is not an intuitive but does have intuition develop these skills, be able to tell physically what's going on with the person or emotionally what's going on with the person? The answer is yes, that can be developed. Briefly, the way to develop empathy is to listen emotionally to as many different and varied people as possible, to be around as many different and varied people as possible, to physically be as open and receptive to other people as possible, which means being relaxed, not in a state of stress, not in survival mode, and when listening, listen with your entire self. The more such people you listen to, and the different people you listen to, and the different environments in which you listen to them, and the many different problems you listen to, trains you to be more empathic. Another way of training your empathy is to be of service to other people, with other people, alongside other people, accompanying other people. Because when you are being of service alongside someone, you are understanding their needs at their level, what they need today, what they need in the future. But you also begin to understand the kind of people that they are, their goals, their wishes, their desires, their hopes, their dreams. And in the process of being of service to them and with them and alongside them, you become part of making their life that much richer, that much abundant. It's amazing being of service with, to, and alongside people does for empathy. In fact, I would argue it's the best way to build empathy, to be of service with others. Now, there's a lot more that I could talk about, about empathy, empaths, and intuitives. But in my humble opinion, the more empathic you can be, the more you come to a point you can understand other people's emotions and other people's needs, and the way other people perceive and process life, the richer your life and the life on this earth will be. And this is life 
and the living of it. 